0: Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run. Brought to you by Chris Falster Heating and Air. Your REAM Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Coach Todd Stillman, each and every Thursday at this time. Coach, good morning. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Coach. You all right?
1: I'm good. I was yelling at a Wofford basketball game last Saturday and I overdid it.
0: Man, last Saturday and you're not better yet? I know. Wow. I know. All right. Well, Coach, we got to jump right into it this morning, and we got to get to the important stuff first, okay? We, I mean, I know it's March, basketball, the tournament. Um, Hannah did something big over the weekend, and she's, she's getting ready to run in the Nationals. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we got to get to the important stuff first, Coach. Uh, yesterday, the news broke that uh, Joe Exotic has hired a new legal team and has requested a new trial. Your thoughts? What? Yeah, he has I mean, requested not, a new I'm
1: clearly, trial. I'm clearly not going to the correct news sources for some of my knowledge these days because I was unaware of Joe Exotic's situation.
0: Yeah. So, he, I mean, this
1: could, be, this could be overtaking some of the other news that seems to be dominating the headlines these days. So, maybe it's a good thing for our country to see you know, Joe Exotic trying to, trying to you know, see if he can wrangle some freedom out of this thing
0: well you know i mean he tiger king already saved us from during the depths of the pandemic and
1: right. you know brought
0: us out of that depression and you know we right. thought he was going to get a pardon and 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 for whatever reason and we're not getting political but trump didn't pardon him and now uh, he's trying to get a new trial and get out And and you know i mean i kind of hope he gets out just so we can get a new tv show
1: which he clearly would immediately oh there's no doubt
0: He's getting a reality show on network TV, maybe. Well, it can't be on network TV. They'd have to put it on cable, but he's getting a show. There's no question. If he gets out, he's getting a show. If they'd let the cameras in prison, they'd give him a show.
1: Surely. Oh, without question.
0: That's
1: very interesting. I had no idea about that.
0: Yeah, just saw that yesterday, and it seems like that stuff always breaks on Wednesday, right before you come on on Thursday. I don't know how the, that
1: happens. The timing, the time Hey, we we work it that way.
0: Because let's talk about uh, the Hannah Stillman for just a few minutes before we get into some basketball stuff. Saw yesterday where she qualified for the um, the five k at the um, indoor track national championships.
1: Yeah, they um they she had done she qualified earlier in the year, and so she and a I think it, at least one of her teammates did not compete at ACC's this past weekend. Um, I think part of that was because she had competed in the Camel City invite the week before, and I think with some of the training and tapering that goes before meets to do back-to-back weekends with uh, with a huge national, really it's a, it's a double going on because there'll be the indoor track nationals uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, I believe, and then, three days later, two, three days later, the, the cross country nationals are in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, uh, so for her, you know, to qualify early was really important and, uh, and, and to be able to, to get herself set up for indoors was good, but the training is the most important part right now. So she's been able to train and get herself ready. And it's coming up here in, in, you know, just a week and a half, two weeks. So, uh, excited. I'm going to be, I'm going to be road tripping to, I don't know, follow it however I can. I don't know if I'll be able to, to actually be in the stadium to watch, but I'll be around to kind of follow the action and see what happens. But it's exciting because, you know, I think for, for several of the individuals in NC State, they have a chance to compete, you know, at a high level. And then the team, the cross-country team, has a chance, you know, to compete for national championship. So uh, really exciting stuff, you know, for, for Hannah and for her team.
0: Coach, which one of those events is her favorite?
1: Well, I, I think the I think the outdoor track stuff is really her favorite. Right. Um but she's got great she's got great teammates, so she really enjoys the training. I don't think anybody really well, this I'm I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know that anybody when it comes right down to it enjoys the cross country. Um it's just so long and tedious. But but there is there's sort of euphoria with it, you know, that runner's high or whatever you want to call it. But there's the euphoria with, you know, competing at that level and just knowing that you have the endurance to, to be able to do it. But I think some of the the track stuff is where, you know, there's real satisfaction and enjoyment.
0: Coach, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I've never had a runner's high.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I promise you it's there.
0: Uh, usually, it's in there. and when I ran for football, usually it was a runner's low when I was over there puking afterwards.
1: Right. Well, that's the runners <laughs> bend over. Yeah, the runners bend over at the waist, and yeah, let, it, let yeah. it fly. Yep, I remember those days.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, that's that's being a lineman for you. Exactly. We, we usually you're only a move. A, we only we only move a couple of feet at a time. It's not you know. Wait, you were a lineman. But uh, what do you think I was? A quarterback? I
1: don't know. I was thinking, like you know tight end, you know wide receiver. <laughs>
0: All right, coach. Uh, it is the month of March and and of course, you know, it's March madness and you know, we're looking at the the bubble watch is the thing now and uh, who's going to get in, who's not going to get in. We talk about it um, each and every week and you know, sometimes it'll look like Duke is uh getting closer to being in and then they'll lose a couple and then they get back. Right. Uh they'll win three or four and they get close and they're they're, you know, they're right there and uh, then they lose the Georgia Tech this week. They got one game left with North Carolina. Both of these teams seem to be on the bubble. How big is this game, uh, Duke North Carolina, for um, for them getting in the tournament? Do you ever think we'd say that?
1: No, who's who? Whoever would think that, you know? But this is the year of COVID. This is the year of uncertainty. This is the year of confusing things happening and and surprising things happening. And so, it's going to be a really important game you know i think i think more so for duke than it is for carolina to be honest because um they've just struggled so much and they you know they just have had that inconsistent just that inconsistency across the board you know um they got to get that done and they got to make a run you know so um it's going to be really interesting for mike sheshevsky's club to see if they can really get it done there and for North Carolina, you know, I was looking at some of the things. I mean, they've played the most games of anybody in the league, I do believe. So they've played the closest to a full schedule. And I don't know if that's to their benefit. Um, certainly, I think it's, it's at least allowed them to, to see their areas of weakness so they can they know exactly what they need to work on. And they know how they got to take care of the ball, and they know whether they got to get the ball inside more, or they got to get better shooting from their guards, and those young kids that are playing on the perimeter and stuff like that. Um, I think they're in a little bit better shape. Uh, That Marquette loss was not a great loss, you know, losing at Syracuse, not a terrible loss, but it'd been great to get a win there. So, um, you know, this Duke Carolina game is going to be a big one, and 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 seeing how things go. But I mean, it's, it's clear as you look through. Teams that have work to do to get into the tournament. I mean, even Louisville and you know Georgia Tech, who's playing well, won five in a row. They've still not solidified themselves as an NCAA tournament team, and and, and that type of thing. So it's it's crazy to think that the ACC may have as few as four teams in the tournament. Yeah, that's almost unheard of.
0: Coach, um, right now it looks like Virginia Clemson definitely locks to get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Virginia Tech right there it should be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, what a tremendous job Coach Mike Young has done at Virginia Tech, and I know you've known uh, Coach Young for a while. Uh, just uh, talk about what he's done over there at Virginia Tech and and how he's got that team up and rolling.
1: Well, and don't forget about Florida State. I mean, they're definitely a lot. Oh, yeah, the Florida State. Is yep. the yep. ACC. Yeah. But but Coach Young, the, the unfortunate thing for Virginia Tech is they have they've been really good, you know, at, at a lot of times and they're they're a ranked team and you know, have been ranked through the course of the season at different times, but they've been hit by cancellations and postponements feels like as much as anybody. So they've they've lost several games, you know, to that. So they were supposed to play Louisville recently and that was you know, that was canceled due to COVID stuff. So you know, they've shown signs of being such a dominant team at times. You know, they, they crushed Wake Forest the other day. And, um, you know, they, they've they got to play NC State. And NC State, I think NC State and Georgia Tech have both won five in a row. So that's one of the hottest teams in the ACC. And they got to play them to, to kind of wind down the regular season. So that's going to be a big game for the Hokies. But Mike Young, he just – there's just a settling influence and a calming influence with him. He's – He's a good guy, he knows what he's doing. he's got a good staff, you know he builds confidence in his players and and because of that and because of the system that he runs, you know he's able to 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 really get guys to buy in and they're they're a team you know when they're healthy and they've got that you know they've got all their pieces together they have a chance to be a you know not not just in the tournament but they have a chance to win a game or two and, and who knows what happens in a year like this.
0: Coach Southern Conference uh, basketball tournament begins this weekend. Of course, your son's over there at Wafford with Coach Jay McCauley. Uh, they get cranked up. They got the two seed. You like Wafford's chances in the SOCON?
1: You know, they they they're in a pretty good spot when it comes down to to the way the seeding works out and and, and things like that, because you know, they're there's some teams that they don't match up well as well with. You know, and maybe teams they might not want to see early on in the, in the tournament. So I think, you know, in some regards, I think they're playing uh, the winner of Mercer-Stanford. I think they've, they've had some success with those guys. And so um, that's a pretty good situation for them. You know, Jay McCauley's done a really good job with that team. And I don't know if you saw yesterday they announced the SoCon, you know, all-conference SoCon teams. And Storm Murphy, very deservingly a first-team all-conference player, and he really was probably right there in the conversation, you know, with as a player of the year candidate. And then they had three guys across the media and the coaches' polls that made the all-freshman team. And so so with their four guys on the all-conference teams, that was the most in the league. They've got a balanced team. Messiah Jones is playing a little bit better around the basket, so he had been out a little bit with some injuries. And, and, and uh, to have him back is a really huge – Huge thing for them because they they rely so much on the three point shot. If they can get some consistency around the basket from Messiah, from Sam Godwin as a freshman, you know, and even BJ Mack, um, their transfer, who who kind of likes to play around the perimeter, but he's got some great size and he can really help him around the basket with boards and stuff. They um, you know, they're in a position where they could find themselves. You know they can find themselves back in championship game again if 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 things fall in the right direction for them. So that's exciting for them. Looking forward to to the tournament. I guess that you know there are going to be some fans allowed there. So um, it really is. It's crazy how March is here. You know, it just seems like we've been trudging through a season, and all of a sudden, bam! Here come conference tournaments and NCAA tournament around the around the corner.
0: Coach, a couple of weeks ago we had you on the show. And you were talking about how high you are on Ohio State. Uh, since that time, Ohio State has not won a basketball game. <laughs> what what's going on with the Buckeyes? What happened uh, with them? They've fallen a long way. Well, I, I just think. I mean, look at look at the Big Ten.
1: I mean, you're talking about some really really quality teams in that league, and you know, and 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 who knows what. Who knows what's going on with with some of those guys? You know, because from the time they beat what was it? They beat they beat Penn State middle of the month or something like that of February, right. and then you know you're playing Michigan, and that was a that was a slugfest and a great, probably if not if not the best, certainly one of the best college basketball games of the season, right there. Then you come back, you got to go on the road to Michigan State. Well, you know that Tom Izzo's going to have his guys ready. That's their, you know, that's one of their bellwether games this season, one of their mark games on their calendar. Bam, you lose a tough game there. Then, now you're reeling a little bit, and you got Iowa, who's a top-ten team, missing one of their key players, but they're still a top-ten team with Luke Garza, who's a, Luke Garza, one of the best players in the country. You know, and they lose that one. Now they, they got beat a little bit on that one. So they got a chance you know, to right the ship with, uh, I believe it's Illinois, another top five team, you know, on on Saturday. So, you know, that's just how this goes at the highest level of college basketball. They're just little, small things that can kind of snowball. But when they lose that game to Michigan, you know, in such a slugfest fashion, and then you can't – you cannot – Recover from that quickly and go on the road at Michigan State and get the win. I mean, it looks a little worse than it is, but this is still a team. You know, they get a couple of wins under their belt. They're still a dangerous team. You know, as we move forward.
0: Well, Coach, um, good to talk to you as always. We didn't get to the NBA today, but that's okay because I don't know if anybody cares anyway.
1: What is that? The, oh, the, the NBA. NBA. That's yeah. the one about to go on All Star break and such. Yeah, I got. Yeah,
0: you. yeah. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody really cares right now.
1: Uh, Once we get through March,
0: theater. maybe they will.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe. Well, remember, we've got until July, <laughs> you know, to, to talk NBA. So we got plenty of time.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach, good to talk to you as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Ask Coach Todd Stillman joining us on the Image Printing Hotline on this Thursday. We'll talk to him again next Thursday. Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run, brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your REAM Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Broom Centurions, Coach Ben Waddle. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you guys having us on, brother. Day
2: before the yo. Season (laughs) start.
0: yeah Uh, good to have you good to um, have baseball back of course we missed it a ton last year when everything got canceled because of covid i know your guys are glad to be back out on the field coach
2: no doubt uh been been fortunate the last couple days with some weather but yeah this past year has been so hectic and you know you gotta gotta follow protocol guidelines and all that but it's just fun to get the kids back on the field you know Football was a little hectic, and, uh, man, just hurt for those kids so many times. But then when baseball starts up, you know, we're trying to set a precedent. We want to show everybody we can get this through, you know, lead into summer and hope we get to fall back among us. But, yeah, we got a a chance. I'm tickled to death for the opportunity that we have
0: starting tomorrow. Coach, how are things – what kind of protocols are you all guys going through? What kind of precautions are you all taking for COVID? Well,
2: we, you know, we're going to do the mask. Uh, as far as coaches on the field, we're going to, we're going to go through that. Uh, we got the social distancing in terms of the six foot for for our fans in the stands. We encourage our fans in all Spartanburg County events throughout this this tournament if they want to bring their chairs, them board, then, you know, we welcome chairs, uh, uh, especially at Broom, and that gives them an opportunity to do their fold out. Washing hands, Lord. We've got more soap stations here at beautiful Broom High. than did you check your stick at? But uh, yes, washing the hands and
0: the, the six foot, and then of course the mask. Coach, uh, as you mentioned, we're going to talk about the tournament here in just a couple of minutes. But you, y'all are going to be participating in the Steve Sanders tournament. Let's talk a little bit about your team this year. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect to see when we come out and watch the Broom Centurions.
2: We're real excited. We've got two two seniors that are contribute and. Uh, Thompson and, and uh, Blackwood, and just two good kids. They've been in the program going on four years. This is our fourth year, well, <laughs> three, you know, at, compared to last year. And our junior class is a good, good athletic bunch. We're sitting on 11 uh, juniors, and they had actually played as ninth graders. Last year would have been their 10th grade year where they, we really thought we could have had some experience, and, you know, it was good that we played Chapman because we would have had that in the back of our minds. Boy, we're going to be pretty good this year. Chapman let us know real quick. We're walking on their level, uh, and that was our last game. So we've had that that uh, orange and blue on our mind for about a year. So hopefully, you know, we uh, start off this year. But this this junior class is good. We've got a good young freshman, Brady Jones, who's a right in the pitcher uh, who's rated high. He went out to the Diamond prospects and, and, and threw pretty well. He's 85, 86, but he's still a freshman. You know, but I heard a coach at Catawba one time say, "What's great about freshmen is one day they'll be a sophomore." So, but he's getting through that learning process. Uh, Jeb Dawson's another good right-handed pitcher for us. Adam Stacy's another good right-handed pitcher for us. And uh, Shane Blackwood, a senior, he'll 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 be in relief for us. So, we've got guys that's actually thrown varsity innings, and uh, that that that'll be a plus for us. And we actually haven't got it rose to be in eighties, but that'll be a first for us in the four years we've been here.
0: Coach, uh, you talk about the pitching. What about offense? Are you going to be a team that scores a lot of runs? you Are going to have to play a lot of small ball? What's this team going to look like offensively? We – I hate to say
2: it, but my reputation has always been we're going to play small ball. We're going to do what we got to do to scratch a run. I think offensively, the Deliver Ramirez, the transferred in quarterback, uh, third baseman, basketball player, Ramirez is an athlete. And I think he's going to be our number one, you know, in terms of go-to guy. He's the RBI guy. Uh, uh, Stacy does well. Adam Stacy does well at the plate show, as does Dawson. Uh, so we're, we're excited for those guys. I think they can drive some runs in. And uh, but at the same token, you know, if we get a runner at third. Don't be surprised if we squeeze or safety squeeze put it in place somehow to, to get that run across. We just gonna have to do what we have. Uh, and we, you know, we try to use the weapons of base running and small ball. And then, you know, on days sometimes you just swing it. I heard Randy Major Clemson one time. He said, Boy, some days you just don't fire. You go up there at the plate, and everything looks like a beach ball. in those days, hey, let's just go swing. We're we just going to make the adjustment based on that day and who we're facing.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, baseball looking like a beach ball sometimes. I think it's looking that way for the South Carolina baseball team right now, coach. you, you seen Holy them. Holy the- cow, is that
2: not refreshing? <laughs> I absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, being a gamecock and going through that program with the coach Reigns. i didn't play i was a manager i might watch junior jersey but uh learned a lot while i was in. it's so refreshing to see see that over the weekend you hate it for money because of course he was a you know former gamecock on the staff but man you love it for the gamecock totally yeah keep rolling boys <laughs>
0: hey coach we uh you got the steve sanders farmberg county baseball tournament coming up this weekend it's a tournament that that um, is several years ago ended um, after the 2013 season, but y'all are bringing it back this year. Talk to us about how that came about.
2: Yeah, we really uh, worked to, to do that. and Wes has done a great job at Spartan High with his hub, city And we sat down a couple of years back, and I told him, I said, Wes, we ever get to Spartanburg County back, you're going to love it. And he and I talked, and we got to talking with Stephen Sorrow, the chapter, Jeff Lipscomb. And we just got together, got our heads together, and we said, boys, let's get this thing rolling. I know when I was at Dorman previously, uh, the only time we didn't get into Steve Sanders was when we'd go to the IP, the paper mill classic at Georgetown. But this thing has so much history. Of course, Steve Sanders being the uh, reporter there for the Herald for so many years, just loved by, by the sport community. I mean, you pick up the paper, you read sports, you looking at Sanders' articles. Um, and then Jim Everhart up there at Edmund, he helped, uh, you know, just establish baseball with a long-time there. and then uh, Bill Metcalf at Chapman. He he was on the cornerstone of change in a lot of baseball because Metcalf brought kind of the travel experience in the falls and summers where he would actually, you know, in the, in the area he he had some travel teams early early on, and brought in some outside teams, and uh, you know, of course, Steve Jones up there, Chesney, tremendous. A legendary coach and Salter the Earth guy. Ron Stevens at the time was at Burns when we first started. And, um, oh, Eddie Cole, Ed Cole was up at, at Borley Springs. And these guys just got together and, man, that county tournament, we loved it. We got to the point where we would play 4As, would only play twos, and twos would only play the four, of course. And then you never played a 4A on the 4A because I know when we were in Dorman, we were playing Spartan Burns and Burns and Bonner Springs, well, I didn't want to play the Jokers three times unless we was in the playoffs, you know. And uh, so we fixed it so that we could do the 4A, would only play two, and we had a championship through your win-loss percentage. And it went well. And the thing that uh, I shared yesterday with the the Herald is once you got into the playoffs, the teams that continued, I know at Norman, I would look up and I'd see blue folks. And I'd see, you know, thieves that had lost that would come watch other Spartanburg County teams because they saw them in the preseason, and they liked what they saw. So it's it kind of a, you know, a historical aspect with all those guys that, that started it for us. But at the same token, it brought in sort of a camaraderie. I know the year that Morning Springs won it, heck, we got beat at Norman, and, uh, well, they beat us out. So I started watching the lip through the playoff. And, you know, I remember the big blow up Bulldog, Homer going out of the ball Park against Conway. And then, and had we not, you know, had that rivalry going in and seeing what he could do, I wouldn't have went up there and watched Boulder Springs, you know, but, you know, being a dormant guy. But it just, it turns out that way. And it's, it's fun. It's good competition. we got good baseball in Spawnbrook
0: County. Game start Friday. Uh, the Dean Jones bracket is at Duncan Park, the Bill Metcalf bracket at Broome, and the Jim Everhart bracket at Bowling Springs. Coach, uh, you got a lot of the Spartanburg County teams in and a couple of teams from outside the county as well.
2: Yeah, we did that, uh, again, latching on to what the Hub City, Spartanburg, what West has established there. Uh, we wanted to include those because he had already sent invites out. We kind of did this over the summer, and everybody got together to, uh, you know, try to push it. Now, Dorman's not in it. They've got an invite to Nature Kim, which is a big-time tournament there in the Columbia area, invite on. And we understand. I mean, if I'm Coach Jolly, I'm going to take them play the best of the best, too, uh, down in Columbia. But up, as far as that, you know, we look in the future to get all our teams back. Landrum's not in it. They host their own type tournament. And, uh, but other than that, the other teams we have are Spartanburg County. we got Clover coming in. We've got Wahala coming in. St. Uh, Joe's is coming in. So, you know, those again will just bleed off from, from what Wes had established there with the Hub City.
0: Well, coach, explain to us how this tournament works. Starts on Friday and the playoff then starts on Monday. Explain to us how all that works. Yeah, we're going to have
2: a 12 team
0: site, you know, four site, uh, three sites, four teams. And
2: then Monday at Bloom, we're going to host the teams that finish 11th and 12th. And then 9 and 10 will be at Border uh, Springs. And then Wes is gonna get your, your winners in on uh, Monday and he'll finish with the winners for the championship based on record, runs allowed, you know, head to head competition record, runs allowed, and then runs scored. We actually throw the run scored in there. A lot of people say, Oh, you promote running scores up. Well actually no. <laughs> runs allowed is first. And then instead of a coin flip, I'd rather must do something to the team based on than the luck of the you know, the head of a coin. But then championships will all be west. That'll be third uh, and fourth on Tuesday and one and two, and we do that at Duncan Park uh, because of the history behind that ballpark and the money that the district's placed in that thing. And you know, man, when you when you can roll into a Duncan Park, I think it's the oldest existing minor league ballpark in the nation. Yeah, that's the last I heard. So you got that kind of history and people stand on those fields and just be proud of that. That's how it'll work out. Uh, shake out pretty good there, and man, if anybody can come, please come by. I think they're going to enjoy what they're seeing. Bonner Springs we've got a brand new facility. Um, we had to make some changes with Chapman. They've having some field issues, and we really wanted to go to Bill's but we just we couldn't get the schedules right. Hopefully, in the future, we'll start the tournament at Eppenfield and finish it at Duncan Park. That's kind of the history we're tied
0: into. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to the tournament. We're looking forward to baseball season because there's nothing better than sitting out on a warm uh, afternoon, watching some baseball, eating some sunflower seeds, and just having a, having a great time. We're looking forward to baseball season. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. Y'all have a blessed day today. Appreciate you covering our young folks at Upstate. Yes, sir, Coach. Thank you. As Coach Ben Waddell, head coach of the Broom Centurions, joining us here on Bump and Run on Fox Sports, 1498.3 FM, talking the Steve Sanders Baseball Tournament which begins tomorrow, Friday, March 5th, 5 o'clock. Here's the games at 5 o'clock at Duncan Park. It'll be Union versus Spartanburg. At 5 o'clock at Broome, it'll be St. Joseph's versus Broome. And at 5 o'clock in Bowling Springs, Wahala versus Chapman. At uh, 7.30 tomorrow, Ches- and at Duncan Park, Chesney versus Woodruff. At Broome, Burns versus Clover. And at Bowling Springs, Malden versus Bowling Springs. And then a full slate of games beginning at 9 a.m., on saturday i'd like to get out to a couple of these uh ball games this weekend as the steve sanders tournament starts tomorrow at five o'clock in at duncan park broom high school and at bowling springs uh the final games will be played all at duncan park so thanks to